you'd like to contact the show, send us an email at liveonfourlegspodcast at gmail.com or follow us on any of our social media accounts on Facebook, Instagram, at Live on Four Legs Podcast, and on Twitter, at Live on Four Legs Pod. It's crazy. All of us grew up very small, you know, very small. We didn't think this would ever happen in our lives. So... We would have been happy just to come here, but to come here and have this kind of sharing of music with you, it just, I can't tell you how much it means. Thank you. And away we go. You're listening to Live on Four Legs, the live Pearl Jam podcast experience featuring... Mr. Stone Gossett! Fucking camera in the truck. now welcome to live on four legs a definitive live pearl jam podcast and whether you're tuning in for the first time or the hundredth and seventh time more less whatever it is welcome back we are a podcast that talks about pearl jam wouldn't you believe that and uh the way that we talk about pearl jam is every episode we take a different show from their history and we go through the set list in order we talk about the songs we talk about the performances and uh, especially for this show, we're going to be talking about a lot of the crowd. So a lot of things, good, good, good things to talk about with this one. Get ready, buckle up. It's going to be a good ride. Randy Sobel over here, John Farrar over there. Happy Thanksgiving, Mr. Farrar. Happy Thanksgiving. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Nice to see everybody. It's a, a different Thanksgiving this year, of course. But you know what? Like, if it needed to be that, it needed to be that. And I hope that everybody out there is taking this holiday very seriously and uh, and being safe during it. And uh, if you are going out to see relatives, and make sh- just make sure that there aren't many people there. And, and remember, we want to be able to do this for a long time and, you know, and not have 2021 to come around and have to go through the same process again so just keep that in mind when you're going through this stuff this year yeah as the as the old pearl jam shirt says don't give up Mm -hmm, exactly so uh yeah it's it's cool you know thanksgiving is always that time where it's kind of like you're just kind of running down like oh the end of the year like what did we do this year what did we accomplish and um you know there's a lot of obvious bad but it's really easy to focus on the bad i i i would like to focus on the good because there was some good we got a new album this year that's that's fantastic we haven't gotten that in seven years so 
if you want to take that away from and be thankful for that, and I, I hate that cliche because, you know, obvious it's part of the verbiage of, of this holiday, but, um, you know, that, that is one thing. Like, you've at least had Gigaton around, and it feels still feels good and still feels fresh this, this late in the game. Yeah, God, that seems like years ago was that this year like i've said i think i said it last week it just it feels like the whole year has been november you know it does summer was just hot november it it feels like all of it yeah the whole year felt like march but i mean we've we've lived a year for every month right exactly i guess part of the reason you know we're, we're continuing to do this every week is to give us an outlet to and give you guys an outlet to have a couple of free seconds in your life, an hour, whatever it is to just do something else and think about something else and think about things you enjoy. Yeah. You know, we hope that it, that it gives people a little bit of a, of an outlet and a break from the, from the news cycle, as they say and all that. So yeah, you know, that, that's what we're here for to, to give you that escape for an hour a week and to, to talk about something a little more lighthearted. Yeah. So we, uh, you know, talking about talking something, um, I wouldn't call it lighthearted. I would call it informational. But we had an interesting conversation this past week, didn't we? Yeah, that was a lot of fun. We had a, uh, we, uh, you know, remember, remember a couple of months back, we had the Black Circle guys on, and uh, talked to them. That that was a lot of fun, and they uh, they had an opportunity, and uh, yeah, they were nice enough to uh, to invite us to participate. Yeah, uh, we, you know, we thank them so much for it because we honestly, they teed it up as, hey, we just want to talk to some of the podcasts. I'm like, okay, cool. That's great. We'd obviously, obviously we'd love to, we'd love to join in. And then an hour before we go, we go on, he's like, all right, Jill, Jill's going to be with us. Think of a question for Jill. Like what? Jill, like the Jill, Jill Vetter. Yes, of course, Jill Vetter. Okay. Cool, let's do this. <laughs> Didn't know we were gonna be sitting there with the spouse of Eddie Vetter, uh, but she was a wonderful human being, uh, very kind to us, and and you know it's that kind of it's it's weird because in a way you know we're her husband's fanboys, and that's weird to kind of admit to her. Like there there was a moment we. I, I was part of the John didn't get on the call yet, but it was before we went live. And, uh, you know, Chris, uh, who does all the black circle stuff. Uh, uh, thanks to Chris. Let's, let's not just blow by. That. Oh, and thank you no. so much. He was instrumental in this thing. He's, he's, he works hard. He really does. He really does. And everything that's happened with black circle is, is thanks to him. He, and he's gone out and done all that him, himself. He's been, he's been wonderful. Fantastic. All kudos go out to him. Um, and, you know, he's introducing all of us to, to Jill and like, okay, this is this is Randy from, from Live and Four Legs. This is Jason from State of Love and Trust. This is Carlos from uh, Into Deep. And there's like a slight awkward pause. And I'm like, we're nerds. I, I just couldn't help myself because it's just <laughs> like, you just got to break the bubble, you know? And you know she's thinking it. You know that if she brings it up to Ed later, Ed is probably going to roll his eyes. That's just the nature of it. Like, we're all we do on this show is talk about her husband. That's got to seem weird to her, right? Yeah, you know, but it, you know, it's it is what of, it is. That that's part that's of the what, job. That's what right? she signed up for. Of course, yeah. yeah. And and once again, like I 
couldn't be more thankful for her time. And, you know, we, we asked a question about EB that, you know, something that I was really uh, interested because I didn't know, I, and I still really don't know much about EB. We're still all trying to figure, figure this out as, as we go. And, and she said that within a decade, she thinks that they can find a cure for this. So that's, that's fantastic. That's the yeah. thing I took out of that the most. Yeah. And hopefully you guys got a chance to watch the, the live stream last week they on wednesday night we got a couple of new ed songs which are really good yeah and uh, yeah we they i think they raised a lot of money for eb i think we were able to to donate a little bit of our patreon money we did and which we were happy to do mm-hmm. and but they yeah like brian J. we said that if they played <laughs> brian J, they would they would get the 100 so they got it right right but yeah matter of time the the new ed song on the piano is really good we yeah. got a new version of of say hi that he'd he'd been playing a couple of times live mm-hmm. last year, which is really good. So yeah, there's there's new music coming. Like I said, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we if there's a new Ed album in the works at some point next year. But you know, and and we should mention like you know take the time. I think the the website is what healeb.com if I remember correctly. Uh, ebresearch.org. Ebresearch.org. And uh, thank you. And. Yeah, definitely go there and check it out because, like, I – again, I'm like you. Like, I wasn't really familiar with it. But watching some of that stuff on the live stream, like, this thing is devastating. It's like, scary. it's super serious. I give them all the credit for yeah. for going out of their way to make that, like, a featured cause for them. And it's it sounds like, you know, it's it's something that, like like she mentioned, it is possible. They, they just they just need money. They, right. They're at the point where the, the, the cure is, is within reach. So – yeah, I, I give them all the credit in the world for for doing it and and using that as a cause and promoting it and and doing the best they can because, yeah, that's it's a serious thing and I, if you if you're not familiar with it, just take a minute and go go do the research and it'll it'll blow your mind. It's about getting that knowledge out there. It's about telling people that it's okay. Like it's it's devastating to them, but like they're in no harm for anybody else and yeah, just raising awareness that's it the important thing. really yeah. is yeah it really is and and the more that like guys like us know that we can tell you guys then you guys can go and tell your family at the thanksgiving table then their your family is going to go back to work and tell their co-workers like that that's how this stuff happens and it happens over the course of time that's you know it it, it, it truly does so you've seen it with with all of the kind of causes that go through it, it it takes time because people have to get used to it. It, it people aren't gonna listen to this and and just be like okay i accept this in a day they they, they have to kind of understand what it is beforehand so i get i give jill and ed and uh especially the guys at black circle all the credit in the world for for doing something spectacular like this and i'm i'm, I'm just very happy that uh we have been so vocal supporting a band that does support some amazing cause causes so yeah definitely go check out the information if, if you need to learn more we do have some information on buenos Aires, argentina april 3 2013 that was as much spanish as i could do uh but this yeah this is what this is where our wheelhouse is and this is how we're gonna start it's uh it's part of our Around the World series. A shout-out to uh, Carl Stabenow real quick. He's one of our newer patrons, and we had this on the schedule. We were originally going to change this show to Buenos Aires 2005, which was the first time that they realized, like, whoa, these South American crowds are unbelievable. 
we'll get to that show in the future at some point. It's on our radar for sure. But, you know, he said when I asked him what, what show would you like us to do in the future, he mentioned this. So I said, oh, well, it's on the schedule for two weeks. So, yeah, we might as well do keep doing it anyway instead of changing over. Uh, so, you know, and this wasn't a show that he went to. This was something that he had just heard on PJ Radio and loved. So nice. yeah, yeah, so thanks, thank Carl. you. Yeah, thank you, Carl, for for suggesting and and being on the same wavelength as us. I think for us, we wanted to do all of the eras from South America because next week we're gonna be doing uh, 2011. Uh, we did 2015 a little bit, and we did 2005. So that really hits pretty much all of them, right? Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, yeah, kind of teeing up what this era was really about. They were only doing three nights in South America. Two were Lollapalooza. This was sandwiched right in between a Pepsi music festival show. And it's early 2013. So it's right here. Officially, you can call this the end of the Backspacer era. There are no Lightning Bolt songs at this time. We get that later when we get to Wrigley and and, uh, London, Ontario. Uh, but... This is this is this is the end of the era here. They don't play a lot of backspacer song at the at the show. I think they play one. I think two. that's it. Yeah, two? two. Oh, that that's right. Okay. Yep. Uh, I got yeah. I got the slower one. Uh, yeah. Only two backspacer songs. They're not talking about it at all. It, it's 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 different, but uh, it, it's really kind of a changing of the guard. Not really much else to say. Yeah. I mean, it was it was right after this that the whole lightning bolt thing kicked into gear. You had. Mm-hmm. London, Ontario, and Wrigley, and then they were off and running. Yeah, and, you know, I think there were rumors at the time, like, you know, once you get it, at that time at least, once you got to about two to three years without an album, people started to speculate, all right, when's it coming, when's it coming? And uh, I think we were starting around this time to to, to hear that they they had been in the studio and, and we right. might be getting something kind of soon. So Right, and it was, it was Mind Your Manners was out in June? July. July. Mind so Matters, not... I think, came out two weeks before mm-hmm. the Wrigley and Ontario shows. Yeah, right right at the beginning of July. So, yeah, it would, would only be a couple of months after this that we would get new music. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, they already had those songs in the can. They had them in their back pocket. They, they were just holding them back. Just to, just imagine Ed being like, yeah. ah, you want to you debut like Lightning Bolt down in Buenos Aires? Imagine that. Yeah. They held it off, and, and good for them because I think – that just would have just elevated the anticipation to a way, and, and these way are, higher level. And these are festival crowds too. Like it's you're looking at sixty, seventy thousand people from what I from what I could tell. Like these that's not that's not the time where they usually break out new stuff. These are gonna be fan friendly. Yep. A hundred percent. It's fan friendly, but it's also it's so crazy because it feels like it's the most passionate of Pearl Jam crowds that you'll ever hear down here. I, I, I don't think you can hear too many crowds that that right. just bring the enthusiasm like like Buenos Aires does. Oh, and, and we've been building it up all year, doing around the world. I think we might have <sighs> even mentioned it when we were doing Australia and New Zealand and Japan. Like, oh, wait till we get to those South America shows. Yeah, crowds this is, are crazy. And and yeah, this is this is a great example of that. This is the one to me. Like, I, I feel yeah. like the other South American shows that we did were, were really good. But I'm I'm like, you know, it, 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 there was something about the idea of South American shows that might have been missing a little bit in those. 
And I think we have it in this one. I think it's all 100% there. To yeah. define a South American show, I think this one is perfect for that. Yeah, episode almost every time you get an intro for a song the crowd is singing right along with the guitar parts and it's a beautiful thing and on a song like release boy you don't you don't get something like that we we just did an evolution episode we just recorded this like a couple days ago it's going to be out next week look out for it on patreon we'll plug that later uh, but we missed this one. I don't know how we missed this one. Maybe we just wanted to elevate this episode and, and promote the evolution proper, but this crowd kind of takes us to a new level. One of the things we talked about with, with this song on that episode is how they find the big moments to play it in. Big spots, big cities, uh, you know, whether it's New York, Chicago, uh, London, wherever it is. They'll pl- that's how they're going to open the show, and I feel like that's the that's the mindset they're going for here in Argentina. Right, and by this time, it's they're not surprised by the crowd. I think we we covered that one where it was kind of like, whoa, like what's what's happening here? Right, right. But this one, they 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 expect it, and they know, and they're they're playing up to that. I think some of these some of the choices in this set list were made with that crowd in mind because they they knew what was going to happen and. But yeah, you you get about you get through the first verse, and Ed, you can tell like he starts feeding off it and starts taking it to a different level. Like, and you you get the you know can you see this now, which is always a, a nice touch when they're in those big places with the big crowds. He's like, you know, look look how far I've come. Here I am, with all these people, and like we're we're doing the thing, and like yeah, I mean he he's he gets really into it. Start after that first verse, he is he is feeling it. Yeah, and the crowd, you can hear the the whoa, and everybody, it's it, that droning effect there. And I think you mentioned in the evolution episode how it just hypnotizes you. I think, yeah, I, I don't know if if the people of Argentina are easily hypnotized or what, but man, they fell for it. 
they fell for it hard. So, right. uh, fantastic, great, great opening, yeah. fantastic way to open. You know, it's spiritual aspect too of just being around that kind of people, and, and I can, you know, imagine somebody there just kind of looking around at their surroundings and being like, "Whoa, I'm, I'm in rock and roll heaven right now." Like, there's nothing, there's nothing better than this. Uh, yeah, so. with with fifty thousand, sixty thousand of your closest friends, right? So, number two, that's kind of unexpected, right? Even flow to come right out of right. the gate. And the first thing I'm thinking is that, you know, this is obviously a festival show, and bookending these uh, this little three three night stint are two Lollapalooza dates. So I'm sort of thinking that are they kind of going back to that mindset of 1992 and like how they got those crowds at, you know this is 92 was really when they started uh getting their fan base and getting people getting people to pay attention to them even flow was number two basically every night like do you think that's going back to that mindset of course yeah i think this, this has 1991 1992 written all over it yeah i don't know if there was a an anniversary or something or i don't you know you'd have to you'd have to dig really deep for that but you know ed has all that stuff in those notebooks so he knows but yeah i mean when how often in 2013 were you getting two 10 songs back to back to open that that never happened no <laughs> no and uh it, it's kind of nuts because the crowd obviously took over on release and it's just it's an even transition taking over for even flow and you know while mike solo is is hitting so well you could still hear the crowd sing over him during his solo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just amazed. I, I don't know why we as Americans can't do stuff like that. Why we don't have that culture to get that enthusiastic and that passionate. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. I, I, but I think you will. I think you will see see stuff like this when they come back. I think. Yeah. It'll, I think you'll get some of this because it's going to be very emotional and very, you know, loaded. I think the, the crowd's going to be just looking to explode from the first note. So I think you, you will get stuff like this. And yeah, like McCready just, just wizardry on the guitar. Like you run out of words for, for how good the, these solos are and even flow. Like he is, he's on another level. And you know, the same thing, like we talked about with Ed, like he's, they're, they absolutely feed off this crowd, and it, it elevates their performance. Like you, you almost feel like you're floating. You know, you can just, you're just channeling the crowd, and you're feeling it. And like the music almost just plays itself. Like it's a special, special feeling. You can tell from the looks in their eyes that that they were they were getting high off of it to put it on the lane. And another cool thing is, you know, like you talked about, like the crowd is just doing that that stone guitar part during the solo. Ed just starts conducting them, like, okay, we're uh, take it. You know, it's, this is this is your show now. There's and a lot of you, you don't usually see him like conducting a crowd like like an orchestra, but he had he had him in the palm of his hand. There's a lot of moments in the show where Ed is just like, okay, you're you're the show. We're we're just up here playing the music, but you guys are the show now. Not bury the lead. 
because the crowd doesn't stop. guys give them a second it's only second song in they gotta play more and they keep going on oh 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 they keep on and on and on doing it and you're just again if you're on stage if you're jeff if you're mike if you're matt if you're stone if you're ed if you're boom you're looking out there and you're like holy fucking smokes what did we do to deserve this there's so many moments in the show where they actually stop songs and they say that. And again, you, you can prepare for it. Like I said, they knew it was coming. But when it hits you, you're still just dumbfounded. Yeah. Can't not be. All Ed has to say is absolutely nothing. And goes right into a song that isn't at the number three spot very often, if at all, at any time in their history. <laughs> It's, you know what that is? It's telling the crowd, ha, take that, you can't sing now. That's right. That's right. This is, yeah, they're, they're throwing punches back and forth at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a great version of Luke, too. I'll give that credit. It's just, it's a fast and furious banger. And the combination to go right in the corduroy works fantastically. I don't know why this hasn't been more of a staple of especially a festival show this works really well i don't know if i do it for you know a, a, sh- a show in an arena in, in greenville uh south carolina but uh yeah down here or at another Lollapalooza festival yeah i'd absolutely keep bringing it back you throwing some shade at greenville there that was uh... no it wasn't no it was just <laughs> the first thing I'm that just, came to my I'm mind don't, don't, don't be throwing i'm saying shade they're versus v- show man no, people, I'm saying they are very normal. We we already talked shit about South Carolinians a few weeks ago. They're already, they're we're already on their list. <laughs> so let's leave them alone for a while. No, but yeah, I mean it's it doesn't have the same like oomph as like a Lucan and not for you. It's not quite that seamless, but oh yeah, it's it's good. Like then when, as soon as that first little corduroy riff starts and the crowd's immediately back they're like oh oh you, you, you think you can you think you can beat us no no we, we're, we're gonna hit right back oh yeah the band is singing and, and and engaging and having fun ed and stone are jamming during this which is i feel like that's where to get ed, ed and stone to jam together yeah yeah you don't cool. see it too often uh yeah i love ed when and- like we say i love when they pair off like that and like feed off each other it's those are really cool moments if you're, if you're there watching. There's a lot of good Mike and Jeff moments from the show, for sure. Matt's just adding some really cool fills in on this, too, like during Mike's solo. He's just wailing away. Uh, Stone, Stone is, I think, the MVP of the show. There's okay. He just seems so happy to be there. And way later in the show, he just absolutely tears a hole through the ground with a song that we'll get into much later in the encore. A point that I'd like to bring up, and we don't have to get into it in full, full depth right now, but this that, that little section that we just talked about, usually, 
at least from the even flow corduroy standpoint, is middle of the set. It's around, you know, 9, 10 spot in the set. And you're now shifting that all the way up and you're pushing that to the top. So my observation in the rest of the set list is that you have so much room and you'll see it with songs. We're just about, we're about to talk about Save You, which is usually a little bit higher than this spot. It gives the rest of this, you know, from, from five down to 17, it gives it so much meat that like they could do anything. You feel, you feel like it's completely unpredictable at this point. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause like, yeah, you look at it and even flow is normally in that somewhere in that seven to 10 spot. It's almost like they just, they wrote out a longer set list and then just cut out everything from in between release and even flow. And like in the punk rock set, like, you know, there normally there'd be a last exit or a go or a, a little punk rock set there. And then maybe a, a rare song or two in that, in that number five or six spot. It's like, they just cut those out bumped even flow up and then the rest of the set is like the end like the the middle of the set is like the end of the main set and then it's almost like when you get into the end of this first set it's almost like an encore feeling because you get you get big song after big song after big song right right like right around better man it kind of it kind of starts to feel like you're right in the midst of it And, and it's only a two hour plus show it's probably maxed at what two two ten two oh five but it feels like it's three ed reminds everybody about safety and if brothers and sisters fall they'll take a break let them know and just you know just looking into the stars and saying it's a beautiful night you have out there uh they're about to play a dedication and it's for uh in hiding and uh and in hiding gets in the savior which are two pretty uncommon festival songs that's pretty cool ed starts singing the guitar part of the song and that was awesome He just was. He just wanted to be a part of it. He just wanted to participate. Yeah, I, who, who blames him? I mean, right. he was once. He was once in that crowd. We all. We all like. Yeah. You don't. You don't get on that stage if you're not in that crowd. That's one hundred percent. That's the truth. There's so much energy. His voice breaks a little bit during in hiding, and, and like it, it's. And I, I thought that was telling because the first four songs he had so much energy that. You know, even going back to release, another evolution, a little tie-in on one of the songs. We talked about when when he finishes the last release me, he goes, whoo! And, like, it's just that, like, exhausting all of your last bit of energy out there. And and very early on, that's, that's very, very interesting to see. And you know what? He keeps it up for the whole show, so good for him. Uh, but crowds just getting louder and louder the whole time, you know. I, yeah, I mean, you you don't you don't want to leave anything you don't want to leave anything behind on that stage, you know. You when you when you're faced with a crowd like this, you want to give them everything that you have down to the last drop. So that's what they were trying to do. Yep. Um, you've been on a save you tear. This is this just continues oh, yeah. it, right? Yeah, fantastic. 
Jeff's bass line, just the rocket fuel to go into the finish of the song, and Ed has a cool little fuck you moment uh, mm-hmm. instead of fuck me. That's that yeah. was that was yeah. fun, and that's bouncing off the energy again. Uh, yeah, it, when the song gains momentum, it's really just one of their underrated live tracks. And you know, you didn't have to sell me on it, but we've done it a lot in the last couple of weeks because we've done a lot of 2003, so it's gonna be there. But yeah, man, like give it to me like every other show kind of deal. I'm, 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 full, I've always fully been on, in on Savior. And and it's an it's an energy starter too. Like it's because it's so fast and like even I you can hear the boom part of this, which is really good too. I love the the little keyboard part when it comes in at the end. Yes, it's it's one like after after Corduroy, which is granted like it's a mid tempo song and Hiding's a mid tempo song. They you need something to get that energy back and, and save you like. It, it's a, it's a fast one, so it gets everybody going again. Sure, yeah. That well, that wave that wave building up again. The like wave. We about. Yep, the wave is very much intact here. Very very good waves, good waves at the show. Okay, so here's an interesting little factoid for you. Uh, it's like a semi. It's a fact, but it's not like a statistic. Um, we've done four South American shows so far. Three out of the four that we've done, Deep has been in the set list. Hmm. Next week, we're doing a South American show. Actually, Central American show. I'm I'm sorry. Costa Rica is Central America. Yeah. What's going to be in the set list next week? Let me guess. What is it with this song in this territory that they just are able to feel it here? I don't know. I think they, I think they like the, the way the song kind of moves up and down. And like again, the waves, it's, it's, it's a good one to get a big crowd going. Because again, it's off that first album. Everybody knows it. You need like another one. You know, it's you're not going to do an oceans. You know, you're not going to do you know a why go would serve the same purpose probably. But again, like I. I complain sometimes about the the deep versions that we get in the, in the 2010s, but this one had a, I mean I'll, I'll give it credit it had a little more bite to it than it normally does. I mean it was it was still played too fast, but it it was it was closer to to the way I like it than like some of the, you know it's, we talked about those those 95 versions with you know the, the the descent into madness and all that where it was just epic, but. This one was it was not bad for 2013. I thought it, it, it held its own. Yeah, I really, I, I love the sound on Jeff's bass. Jeff's bass sounds fantastic all night. And this is very heavy, very, very sludgy, and, and just, you know, over overriding almost the guitars in some spots. Uh, and in that section, kind of at the on the edge of the Christmas Clean Love, mm-hmm. uh, Matt basically stops, and the song just kind of stops. And it's really cool, because it just builds back into that moment to finish the song which is you know obviously ed gets to kind of belt out uh the chorus a couple more times but yeah cool i i i'm digging it i dig this version i think there's usually a reason why things happen why songs are played in certain places and uh i think it's pretty obvious you know that this one just just works for a big crowd um but they do mention before deep that this festival the pepsi music festival is 10 years old and Deep was off of 10. This is also off of 10.
you got two ten songs to open, and then you get a little uh, two-song stretch here as well. Ed asked for Keely to see the crowd so all of them can sing together. But then Ed spots something in the crowd and points it out, wondering if there was a quick mishap. Yeah, I, did, I, I couldn't tell. Yeah. So eight songs into the set, it feels like 15. Well, yeah, and again, there's there's no big McCready mid-set moment, right? There's You already had even flow. There's, there's no nothing as it seems. There's no amongst the waves you know there's you don't get that big guitar virtuoso yeah so it's it's a little weird to get to get deep here like it's it's almost like they they were trying to make up for that so yeah yeah it's 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 structured a little weirder than we're we're used to seeing jeremy just has obviously the intro and obviously you know after a couple deeper cuts uh in hiding save you deep uh jeremy bringing him back that's that's the wave coming yep. down now breaks the wave absolutely and uh it wow the crowd is just on this and it's another red moment where he's like okay you guys take it whoa and you know he just watches the show he watches the show while you know they do the work and uh he enjoys himself of a clapping section at the end i didn't really feel it like i didn't think it worked that well but hmm. just kind of go off feel i did, did you think did you like it or i did okay i did i and you know I, we we've talked about wishlist a lot again we've been we've been doing a lot of those um you know kind of early 2000s shows but he you get a little lyric change and it was fortunate as, as josh homie little shout out mm-hmm. to queens of the stone age there and I thought the the little Ed solo when he gets his party has the um, the Ebo or whatever the thing is he pulls out and, and does a solo. I thought that was yeah. really nice, kind of melodic and great for the time period. Then yeah, there's there's a lot of hand claps and like it almost goes somewhere really cool. Like I, oh, I wanted a you know with my own two hands or or something like give me a give me a get, like make this be like a long version of Wishlist. I was I was ready for it, but. When he does quite get there. When he does like kind of the "I wish I was the president" kind of thing, and just yeah, kind of goes on and like on. That. Yeah. yeah, it would have been nice to get a little improv here. There's there's a song later that has a, a really good improv we'll talk about. But this is like yeah, this is. I mean, it's it's great for 2013 wish list. I I again just like deep. I I talk a lot of shit about some of these songs at this time period, but this one this one was pretty good. Like I said, it, it held its own. It 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 almost was was something like almost was a standout for me i 
I, I like listening to it. The, the hand claps at the end are really good. Like it, it's a, it's another thing where they're feeding off the crowd and adds into it. So uh, yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, I, I like the Ebo stuff. I thought the Ebo stuff sounded fantastic. Um, I thought the claps were a little, a little strange, but it's that's all right. Like well, the, he tries the, to get them to like change rhythm halfway through. Yeah, that might have been it. He was trying to get them to do a little something a little more intricate, but yeah, it was. Uh, I thought it was cool. I said right before this song started, because I'm looking at the set list wall, you know, and just kind of bracing myself like, okay, thinking in my head. And this is where we were coming from before saying you have all this space to fill and you kind of have to fill it with some of the early set songs that you missed that section with. This one's called Hail Motherfucking Hail. motherfucking hail hail mother i actually said that right before he he played the song and introduced it i'm like oh man hell fucking hell is coming and he said this song is called hell, hell motherfucking hell and again like the the crowd taking that guitar part oh this is this is not one that we've ever heard that on before but oh, no. it's, it's so good it's it's a jolt of energy into a set that didn't even need a jolt of energy like how do you get past that threshold that's already there like the threshold is already at its capacity and they've exceeded it beyond what you would expect and it's just a, it's another wave break you know yeah. he's he does the thing he's pointing pointing out to the crowd you know referring to those in front top four song in the set it feels there's not a lot of rare stuff in the show but it feels like when you get hell hell as uh, I'm not really doing the math right now. I think this is the 10th song. That yep. feels like it's a rarity to, to me. Okay. Just because you know that in other shows, they're going to play a third or fourth. And that's pretty much the standard edition. And the the one no-code song, so yeah. Right, the one no-code song. Before giving a fly, he has them take two steps back here because it was very tight up front and uh, then dedicates the song and uh, they could have played this one a cappella. Just, just the rest of the band, just go back backstage, let, let Matt just keep the beat and, and let him go to it. Yeah, they're basically filling in for Mike. They're filling in for Mike. And, and, and Mike feeds off of it but also kind of looks looks at them and he's like all right cool i, I got my work cut out for me here <laughs> and makes a right. moment out of it yeah. and you just and, and kind of going back to the two you know taking two steps back thing you, you see these crowd shots and and you know looking at crowd shots right now is so much different than looking at crowd shots a year ago because we're in such a different environment but oh man how <laughs> kind of just thinking to yourself like how did how is this even possible in this era you know yeah other people sweat on me like yeah how do you like how do you get a crowd with that many people to be six feet away from each other it's not that's not a thing it's never going to be a thing 
It's it's the beauty of it. But that's why it's we surreal. all have to wear. Yeah. That's why we all have to wear our masks. There's if you make it about one reason, you don't have to make it about your family's health. You should make it about your family's health. You don't have to make it about uh, you know politics neighbor, or whatever. Politics. Yeah. Make it about that you want to be able to see Pearl Jam and be pushed up against the rail. If that's what's convincing you to wear a mask every day, then by God, that's that's as good of a reason as anything. Good to awesome section here is starting with I Got Shit. At I Got Shit, I wrote, this doesn't feel like a festival show at all. You are getting deeper stuff. You're getting a Merkin Ball song. Yeah, very cool. I mean, yeah, you got In Hiding, you got Savy, you got Deep. Yeah, this is just another one. Like, and, and again, like they're not lost dogs, so you're not no. getting like the really rare ones, but you're getting some deep cuts, which is cool. Yeah, like getting I Got Shit in Hell Hell in one show in Greenville, South Carolina, maybe, uh, on watch a normal it, night. We're on a normal letters. night, not letters. a versus night. I'm not – did I ever say anything bad about Greenville? I, I'm saying that they are like the standard of – the gen- general every town America. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So I hope that cleared it up, Greenville. If you get those two songs at Greenville, sure, Greenville. Uh, all right, let's change it up for this one. In Cleveland, then that feels like a pretty big deal, and that feels like it's probably going to be the highlight of your night, but you're getting four or five of those cool moments. So, yeah. yeah. Kudos to this show for doing that. If you're watching this on YouTube and you should be after you're listening to it here, or you should have been doing that from the beginning um, on YouTube, because this is, is being uh, translated for the most part uh, font wise. uh, It's fonted as I got shit slash served. Did you notice that? No, I didn't see that. Yeah. I got served. Nice. (laughs) So we now have, I got shit. I got id. I got ID, and I got served. Is there another? No, not that I know of. Okay. But yeah, like this is this like you said, this is one of my top five songs, and it was almost like it it doesn't even register in like the top five or ten moments from the show. I don't think. Uh, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Isn't that crazy to think? Like, yeah. and it just makes me love different aspects of the band more when you're able to do stuff like that. Yeah. And able to find other things to appreciate. Yeah, just moving right along into Daughter. Um, oh, boy. This Here is... Here we go. Yeah. So we get It's Okay, but you know where they are. So it's changed up a little bit. One of the things I didn't go out and research was when they first really cha- changed it to Estabian. Do you know? Was it 2011? I want to say it was... Maybe before that, didn't they do it once in 05? I, but it was you know just, what? I'm not sure. Just for the, it was just the words that stopped me in. But it, this one right. is is all in Spanish. Like he he took the time he to either the have it translated or get translated it, and he's it's it's the it's okay tag in Spanish, which is very cool. It was awesome. I love this. He's holding up the paper, and while he's holding he's the reading. paper, he's yeah. He's reading off of it, but he's also singing with this like passion and intensity. Oh, yeah, he's and then, got the cadence down. Absolutely, he worked and, on it, you know. And then he throws the paper away to grab a guitar. He actually grabs. I've never seen him do that in a daughter tag before. Está bien. Sabes que te quiero como ayer. Está bien. 
they're in the moment and how much they're celebrating the moment and did you notice too he had binoculars out yeah like he was he wanted to see like how far back everyone was he was i don't know if he was part of just checking on people or he just wanted to get a more of an intimate connection with the crowd but he there's a couple of times in the show where he he came prepared he's got those binoculars right there by the mic stand he pulls them out and starts looking around looking at people just you it's almost like you just want he wants to remember their faces you know like such a such an amazing moment but yeah the the está bien all in spanish you know and you know it meant so much to that crowd for him to from like he didn't have to do that but you no. know he he went out of his way to find someone a translator or whatever sit down write it out practice it get it in the right cadence of the song and like and practice it like that's that's what they do for their fans they they go the extra mile and yeah i mean it, it, how many bands would do that i very few yeah very few queens of the stone age aren't doing that black keys right. aren't doing that they're right. the other headliners so yeah i'm gonna say something nice about godsome uh this is this is really cool because you're getting just like a quick bridge between the two songs that have pretty epic send-offs here uh it, it just the crowd finds themselves even enthralled with you know a song that's considered a newer song and then ed makes the address in that uh in that in that bridge section and and he kind of engages with them a little bit and you know it's such a different build back in the course i don't think i've ever heard them extend got some like that before and make it you know sound cool
Yeah, I mean it's it's the perfect place for got some. You know, you need you need something in between in between these two heavy hitters. So yeah, I, I liked it. I don't mind got some here. And again, this is the part where it kind of feels like an encore. You know, we're kind of we're almost like we're getting to this section where it's going to be bang, 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 and that we're and again this is a festival set, only one encore. So yeah, it's almost like like I mentioned before, like this they chopped off that that first section and everything else got pushed up a little compressed. So. Yeah, I thought this was great, and like this again, like I mentioned, the, the first Backspacer song played. You would think that maybe Got Some would be the moment where the crowd is like, okay, let's let's just kind of take a little bit of a breather because it is a newer song, and maybe save it for Better Man that's about to come next. But uh, they they hold no they pull no punches at all in this oh, whole yeah, entire it, set. It inspires a whole other round of Ole Ole Ole. Oh yeah, it's going, it's going. Yeah, just just listen. responses from any crowd on better man ever i don't say that lightly yeah yeah i've probably said that before but this is this is right there with msg 2010 i think i think it's better yeah i was in that crowd i probably didn't feel anything of what this crowd felt Mm -hmm. i think this is better but yeah this is i wrote down this is this is everything you want from better man if if you've ever heard a version, if you've ever seen a version that that you felt was was missing something, this one has it. It's got it's got all the it hits on all the cylinders on all those better man moments. This is this is a I mean you know we haven't gotten to everyone yet. The song's 19 years old at this point of this show. This is probably a top three, top five better man of all time. Now, a moment that we almost never get in better man, and a moment that we almost never get in any song. That happens twice, not once, but twice on this night. Ed completely stops the song to address the crowd. Well, thank you so much. It really sounds great up here and means it means a lot. It's crazy. All of us grew up very small, you know, very small. We didn't think this would ever happen in our lives so we would have been happy just to come here but to come here and have this kind of sharing of music with you it just i can't tell you how much it means 
Thank you. Where were we? Um. This is basically him. This is basically a speech. It's kind of like a, a if you if you want to do statistic wise, it's like a better man tease, and then small speech, and then into better man. You know? Hmm. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's a it's a ten minute version, and you know he probably talks for only just a minute of it or so. Right. And that and you got <laughs> when he's holding out, he's holding out the O. Uh, <laughs> when he's getting back into the song that's that's probably the longest I've ever heard him do and he's done some pretty freaking long songs before oh, yeah. Yeah. so you're right everything is here Save It For Later is here um, what are the lyrics I, I it was too fast for me to, to, to write down or to go back but it's it's great I, I loved it it was it was channeling something about you know being being gone or being yeah, like it, it, it was hard to get through. It's, it's he's just spitting it out really fast. He's just going stream of consciousness. But I, I loved it. It almost felt like a concrete song, like it's something that mm-hmm. exists in the universe somewhere. Like, because the way that he's singing it, it doesn't. You can tell when he's improving something. Maybe this was a song he was working on at the I time. Think, I think he's got he's got a the like a little those thing he's to got recite. those in his head. He's got that bank in his in his yeah. line he can go to yeah yeah you're probably right on that but whew. to have that and to remember that when all of this yeah. is going on right next to you that that's i mean that's just up up another level so yeah oh boy okay I, oh, it, i'm spoiler alert that this is the number one moment for me <laughs> yeah it, it's it's very hard not to put it very high on the list there like there are eight number one moments from the show for me but, sure, sure. Uh, I'll, I'll have to make that decision much much later uh, the crowd continues on and it can go on for hours they start singing uh, Blitzkrieg Bob hey ho let's go back and forth and Ed does a quick Ramones and uh, gets a Ramon shirt from the crowd lays it on the speaker uh, and then says, "It's not this next song is not a Ramon song, but Johnny thought it was an okay song." Uno, dos, tres, uno, dos. I seem to recognize your face. And and changing the lines in the song, you know, going back to to talking about Johnny and saying, "Glad I saw this place, and thank you, John, for taking me." I think that's kind of a throwback. We talked about that in in the Santiago episode that. The Ramones are super, super popular down in South America. Did a big tour there right before they they, uh, finished up their career. And if it wasn't for the Ramones playing down there, would would they be there? Is that like a legit, you know, thing to to think? Yeah, I mean, we don't know if there was a conversation between between Johnny and and Ed or the people in the band. Like, hey, you know, you you, got to make it down there. You got to make it down there. Hey, we don't know if that was if that was a catalyst, and I've, I've never heard that that 
officially that conversation officially happened, but I right. wouldn't at all be surprised to find out that that was true. I mean, when when you think about it, their first year that they played down there was 2005. Yeah. Johnny passed in 2004. Yeah. So some things happened coincidentally. That probably did not. I'll just throw right. that out there. Right. All right. Here's something to listen to that you probably have never heard before. going and they're kind of changing up the instruments it's allowing the crowd to do the bass line kind of over what matt's doing and, and you know matt's doing the beat you can kind of tell that they're getting into rearview mirror and, and the crowd is very savvy they're right on it that was that was very cool yeah i mean ho-hum another fantastic version of rearview mirror i mean here we go again right can't wait can't wait to talk about black yeah. <laughs> ho-hum just another black Oh, man, I, I just kept thinking during this, the bridge, oh, the almighty rear view mirror bridge, um, you know, we want to compare it to other bands. Like, this is the most Pearl Jam sounding, and, and I guess my default when I say that, because it sounds like such a big arena rock moment in, in this moment, it just sounds like they're channeling the Who in every aspect. Like that, just yeah, fill the room. The, the triumphant kind of soaring yeah. sound of it. Yeah, right. And just keep getting louder and louder, faster and faster, and, and don't don't break until until you're ready to, to finally start the roller coaster again. Like uh, Jeff's bass is, is freaking perfect in this heavy, booming power right back into you know the strong final chorus to end on and. And I don't know if you noticed this, but Ed is so into this that to, he's just playing the song and he's so focused on playing that he steps back from the microphone after every line and kind of takes a minute before he steps back to sing. And it's almost like he he's he doesn't want to in a way. He's almost like, fuck it, I'm, I'm so into this right now. Just let the crowd do what they're doing and i just i just want to feel this moment i don't i don't want to sing this part you know did you did you feel any of that a little bit it's it almost goes back to if you guys remember we did that berlin 1996 show we talked about that red mosquito where just the sheer power of the band like kind of blows you back a little bit and like they they were such a force and they still are that like you almost you sometimes maybe need you, you just need to absorb that for a minute before you throw it back out you know, it, it could have been something similar to that, or it could have been something where, at this show, maybe you know the vocals are just kind of an afterthought, and he knows that the crowd is there to take it. So, 
he's he's so absorbed in the music that it's yeah it's almost just like I'm I'm gonna focus on on this jam first and then the singing the song second. Right, and it it allows for them to just have you know one of the legendary kind of finishes in the song, and you know finish off where the crowd is just is jubilant right. and and just in absolute of what they just saw they're going to take a little break so you know well, crowds... this was i, w- I want to mention too yeah this was the site of that really epic review mirror right the one that we oh the, ended the on 10 the, minute version yeah the 10 minute solo wasn't that bridge? that was in buenos aires right that was in buenos aires that yeah. was 2005 yeah 2011 so. yeah one yeah, of those I... that, so they're they definitely knew that they have a history with this song here that that version you know for if you're on our patreon which we'll talk about in a minute you can go back and listen to that evolution episode i think i put the whole the whole thing in there the whole bridge part it's it's unbelievable and when we do that show we'll do the same thing because yeah. that that will be the show right uh yeah it's it's fantastic you know it, just just when you think there there aren't more things to love about this band you find like nine more that are right in front of your face that just smack you in the head it's encore time that means it's time to uh talk a little bit about how you can support us and what we do on live on four legs since we john and i are doing this out of the labor of love we do it for you guys the listeners because you guys also love the band as well so we look for a little bit of something in return, and that's for everybody to join our Patreon if you're into the show and if you want to support us and get us into doing more episodes and more stuff and, and you know, funding for, like, things that we're doing, like the holiday party, like, that stuff is really important, like, stuff for more episodes, like, we, we want to be able to continue doing this stuff, and we also want to be able to save for big things whenever there is a tour in the future so keep that in mind that's you know sort of rainy day fun kind of thing but over on patreon again the fun never stops uh we have a bridge school episode coming out next week and a release episode coming out next week am i right about that is that yeah, very cool looking forward to that there that's gonna be really there. good yeah yeah we did a set list draft um a little bit different we went back to the gigaton stuff uh but we had some blocks we blocked a couple albums so there's uh we did that and and that's that's always fun too like we just kind of like to to see where fans heads are at and sort of figure out who you guys are as fans and that's all stuff that comes with the patreon like you want to you want to do set list drafts with us that's that's through patreon you want to pick a show for us to to cover uh, on an episode and, and talk and break down and, and talk about the things we love. That's, that's through Patreon too. We do have a new patron this week, right? We do. Yeah. Uh, his name is David Ruthman and we would like to thank David for, for joining in. He's also one of our discord members and it's funny. I, I, he was a discord member before joining Patreon and, uh, and then decided to join up and now he's, he's doing the holiday party with us and everything like that. So those are cool things. Like we just like the discord stuff is another, that's another thing. You don't have to be a patron to do discord, but it's just a bunch of people that are really into the band and really into other things that are outside of the band universe that kind of relate to it. And we all just kind of, you know, have fun and, and, you know, are making really good friends out of it. 
So yeah, I think it's it's got a lot of potential to be a really cool community. I'd, I hope we can I hope we can link it in the show notes or something, and or you know check our social media for for a link to it if you're interested. But you know Discord, you know it's it it can be a little intimidating if if you're not used to it. It's it's it seems like it's got a lot of features, but it, it's just it's just another social media thing. So but it it's a little more community feel than than your Facebooks and Instagrams and, and Twitter. So. I, I would encourage everyone to at least check it out. We're going to be, we've got some really, really cool stuff planned for there. We, there, there's voice channels. I think we're, we've done some bootleg streaming over there. So you can just pop in and, and listen to a show. You can you know, play music, listen to music. So we're, we're really excited about the, the future of that thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited about the community aspect. Like you said, just yeah. being able to connect with people easily and, you know, throwing out a question or a thought or somebody posting, uh, their posters or, you know, even what they had for, for dinner last night. Like, you know, any anything and everything is up for grabs. You know, you, you become close to these people and they become your people. So we thank everybody for doing that. And we encourage those who aren't on our Discord to definitely come join. And anybody that isn't on our Patreon to come join, patreon.com slash live on four legs or search live on four legs on the Patreon app. Uh, one other person that we have to thank, and he would like to remain anonymous. So his anonymous name, I would like to thank Goggleman for donating to the show. So thank you, Goggleman, for being a patron. You, Your patronage is... Uh, it, it is beyond words. I can't think of more words to say because there are too many. So thank you, Goggleman. And and David. Thank you very much to David. Yes, <laughs> David especially. Uh, but Goggleman will understand. He will. Okay, let's get back into the show. Uh, Ed says we can keep playing, but we've been thinking about everybody that's been on this stage, like Queens of the Stone Age. He says the hives were un- unbelievable, the Black Keys. And he just said the crowd sang unbelievably well tonight, and they, they're grateful to have all the energy throughout the entire crowd. And uh, says that you guys just points to them. He says, you guys are a band right there. It's about the future. It's evolution, baby. This is this is placed here on purpose with some some meaning behind it. Like this was always going to be the first song to open the encore to get everybody back in. They they, they knew what they were doing. And, and it's cool because you know the last couple times that we've done these shows, Evolution has been really early. What was it Columbia? It was the third song in the second or third yeah. song in. It was really early, so that was a different dynamic to say. All right, let's let's get you let's get you into this right away. This is let's get you back. Let's get you back into this, and it's almost starting a brand new set list. You know, you said before like Better Man felt like you were in the encore. This is this feels like you're in at least encore two at this point. Yeah, it's like it's a reset, and you know they that whole encore break. I would have loved to have been backstage to just feel the energy that yeah. they they knew what they were about to throw at these. Mm-hmm. And you know, just every time they're there, Ed just kind of hints to it, and he just he stands back, and it, the lights kind of come up on the crowd, and he lets them do their thing while Stone does his thing, and then 
you know, you're the church, sing like a choir. Oh boy. Those, I, I like, Evolution is sometimes because we cover, what, you know, 80% of the shows that we do. We're sometimes like, okay, well, we can surpass Evolution in a place like, okay, I have to come up with another, like, just Midwestern America place. Uh, Bonner Springs. In a place like Bonner Springs. <laughs> I'm I'm making a lot of enemies today. I'm I, I'm not about to give thanks or apologize. Well, watch out! What, watch out! If there's a lightning storm that goes by your house. <laughs> well, if a version of Evolution is played in one of those kind of venues, we kind of just pass over it because hey, there's other cool stuff to get to talk about. But uh, yeah, this this is the cool thing that we get to talk about on this show. So glad glad that it catches on. Um, oh, you you know what? The, the, thing that I wanted to bring up was um, in Wrigley into the 2013, the first Wrigley show, they, they do it, and you can hear Ed say in the background he's like, like South America, do it like South America. Yeah, because everybody knew that these are the versions that everyone else wanted to live up to. Right, exactly, and that whole entire Lightning Bolt tour in 2013, every night was whoa, 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 mm-hmm. and none of it was admire me, admire my home. And that became, and I, I go to all those shows, five shows by the way, uh, going to all those shows, um, I didn't even realize, I thought it was just something that they just started doing. I didn't even realize it was like a South American tradition of this song. Yeah, I, I remember in, in Charlotte we were doing it. I remember trying trying to get that going and being, being disappointed that we didn't get a South American version in, in Charlotte. You didn't? I don't think so. Uh, it, not not a full version. Not not like this. It was. It, it I don't think it was an admire me, but it wasn't like the the fast clapping and the whole thing. Like right. it, it wasn't a full. It, it, we didn't get the full uh, version of it. But yeah, I, I, I remember being excited about that because you know we we had heard these South American versions. And yeah, you're just blown away. Like oh, I I want that. <laughs> I want to be in that crowd for this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think we got. Like Brooklyn and Hartford, those years I think had amazing versions of it. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, you just get lucky. Sometimes you, you just kind of you spin the wheel and you get lucky. Yeah. All right, here's another one. second week in a row for us where animal is kind of played out of its place and that goes back to what we were talking about before when you're playing even flow and lucan in spots where you don't get even flow and lucan you need your save you your hell hell and your animals to kind of disperse elsewhere and uh very cool it, it again goes back to the point about hell hell where it feels like a rarity because it's in the middle of the set animal and the encore also feels like a rarity and the crowd is eating it up alive. This was kind of a curveball too. Like you're 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 thinking after who the evolution, you know, you're gonna get you're gonna start getting, you know, to your bread and butter in this encore. Maybe you're gonna get you know, I maybe you get state of love and trust, like a breath, something off a of ten, like a why go maybe to keep up the energy, but Animal starts and you're like and I and I've talked about this before, I think Animal deserves a spot in this in these encore sections. You know, it's it's earned that it's earned that place. And again you like I said, with deep and wishless, like I, I think it. Some of the versions in the last ten years have have suffered. You know, and, you know, it's not their fault. It's just the the songs are old. They don't have the same feeling behind it. But 
I think the crowd definitely sent this one over the edge. And like I said, it's the same thing with Deep and Wishless. I, I give this one a lot of credit. I thought it was great. And just really great a set list curating my head because he knows, again, go, that go, going back to that beginning, he knows that he's able to have a wide open arsenal at this point where he can just be like, all right, here's, here's an early one over here. Here's an early one over there. And now... You know, he gets to be like, okay, that that encore that we usually do, that kind of gets quiet. We're gonna throw the quiet one in right in the middle, and we have like two two of those songs that get pretty passionate uh, right in the middle here. Right in the beginning, you wouldn't think that this is one, but it is. They can't stop themselves because it's it's just too tempting, and it and they're just feeling it the whole entire night. But but what's great about just breathe? It's going back to what we did with Better Man, and we have this moment that Ed completely stops the song it's not like he's he's continuing to play and continuing to speak as he's playing it's it's a complete pause and address and it feels and he's waiting for the crowd to react to it because so it feels like it's taking up time and space that he's again addressing them and, and it's in a bigger moment Right before we came here, there's the big storm. And uh, we heard there were some people that were lost. And, and a lot of lives changed and power lost. And uh, it just seemed like a big old fucking mess that you, no one deserved, you know? So I, I just, I, I forgot to say before, I just want, you know, uh, and I know that some of them were your neighbors and it might have affected you and um, might have affected some of your family or uh, obviously parts of your community, but we just, uh, with, before the show was over, we just really wanted to, we've been through some stuff ourselves and, and that's part of growing up and getting old and uh, the only alternative is not getting old. Uh, you're going to have to get through it, and, and you will get through it, and uh, we'll be thinking about you as you get through it. So uh, I hope it goes smooth, and by summertime, you're good to go. Yeah, I think part of it, too, is the, the adrenaline's so high coming off of Evolution and Animal. He probably needed a minute just to settle down. Like, you're... You're, I mean, imagine being in, in his spot in front of all those people. Like, you feel like you can do anything. He probably felt like you could just jump off the stage and fly. To have to, like, kind of calm yourself down for such an abrupt shift coming off of Animal and to just breathe, that's that's a very dramatic shift in tone. And I, I think he just wanted to kind of, like, take a minute and calm down. Because he's got to do some intricate, you know, finger guitar picking there. So I think he just needed a minute to, to, to focus on the song and, and get back to where he was but yeah it's it's a powerful moment talking to when he's talking about that that storm and the like you said those those lives that were lost it's 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 just one of those things like that you I and mean, I'm sure he felt like he had to address but again you don't really know how he kind of 
turns it into something else about about just life and living. And he says, "Oh, you know, I, I know you guys will get through it." Like, it's yeah, it's it's just one of those cool moments, like where he he connects with the crowd in a way that not many people can. Yeah, I, I don't think a lot of other bands are going to take note of something like that. That the sort of a, a leadership role that Ed has intangibles for that he kind of just knows how to connect on that level with people and you know kind of understand them i think they know the the, they're the elder statesmen of this of this show and they know the responsibility that that they hold and uh and they take they take it with honor but uh to do 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 South American song or is Black the South American song? Like that's that's really tough to decide between the two because I, I think it's it's I think it's a good conversation. I think everybody most people will say evolution because of what they created, but like they create something with black too. And yeah, it's it's a one A and one B if 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 you, you can make that argument absolutely. Like I say every week now, we we're on such a good run of these blacks that I, I don't want it to end. Like, just keep it coming. Good We Belong Together tag. Two to do, do, two to do for freaking days. And, uh, and yeah, it's your moment, man. Take it. Sometimes you don't know when you're, when you're going to have it again. So that, that's one of those. And everybody, kind of like Louise, everybody has a deep seated connection to black. So, yeah, big moment. Um, mentioning the Ramones here and points out a guy that built a guitar out of a skateboard. Don't know what that's about, but cool. Miracles, obviously, you know, for South America, uh, you know, a lot of boom in this and a very Johnny Ramone uh, sounding guitar solo and uh, a lot of fist pumping out of Ed. Yeah, it was, I was happy that it wasn't acoustic. We covered so many of these acoustic <laughs> versions lately. It was nice to get it was nice to get the the full electric band going. Yeah, it was great. Yep. And that now we're at bread and butter territory. And this is where this is one of those shows where, you know, again, not one of those places. I won't even mention a place now. It feels like you absolutely have to go home with the bread and butter. You have to go oh, home yeah. with a live. It was never going to end any other way. Yeah. <laughs> Rockin' in the Free World, he mentions that we weren't going to play this one. We are going to play one, an extra song. So you're thinking, like, was it going to finish Alive Ledbetter and not do Rockin'? Because this version of Rockin', like, this is, a, I think, in my top three moments, which I don't say ever about Rockin' in the Free World. Mm-hmm. 
the energy from singing the guitar parts singing along to the song and then ed changing the lyrics to the you know flag colors blue yellow and white and the crowd is is totally into that it just feels it, it is it is next level in this and jeff is running around with this argentina basketball jersey uh crowds heated up big pits you see them deep into the crowd Mike and Jeff do the old switcheroo, and this is while Stone is really making a moment for himself, and this is Stone's dance here. This is why I consider it Stone. Stone builds a roof over their heads and then tears it down. He's like, when you build the building blocks and here comes the baby that, that, that knocks, the, knocks the blocks over, Stone knocks the blocks over. that crowd wash over them like the the fist the fist bumps and haze and alive feel like they go on for hours yeah and, you know ed's got the binoculars out again he's he's checking out people in the crowd it's like they were they were this is just like you said it's it's the bread and butter but it's that for a reason it's a celebration of the show it's it's them saying thank you to the fans it's they're they're just letting they're just letting the fans have a moment here at the end and it's 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 just great i mean we you almost want to just gloss over it and we sometimes do because you know there's there's not a lot of differentiation but there is in this one it's it's fantastic yeah and, and Ledbetter really kind of at the end there feels like 
you know, your accomplishment for the night and your your final sing-along and your get your buddy to put your arm arm around you and, and just and just sway and, and just feel feel the end of this night and feel how special this is. And, you know, it's funny because this version of Ledbetter is actually pretty hilarious too. Because a wallet gets thrown on stage and uh, Ed goes through the wallet a little bit. Uh, the first thing he pulls out looked like a Polaroid picture, but I think was rea- the way he reacted to, to it made people think it was something else. I thought it was... I thought it was a... He, I think he takes like a credit card and maybe puts it in his back pocket or something. Oh, did he? Okay. Okay, I wasn't I wasn't sure of that part because I thought I thought the camera had cut on him because I, I don't know it lo- it looks like a Polaroid I, I don't I don't know he was, he was pulling out the cards he was looking at them and yeah. you know he's singing while he's doing this he's staring at credit cards. What, uh, are, you, are you implying was it uh, was it a prophylactic was there a prophylactic that that he pocketed? That, that's kind of that, that was uh, the idea. If I didn't know what it was, that that was going to be. It seemed too big for a Polaroid, so yeah, it was either a credit card or that. Yeah, so... <laughs> well, I have a small Polaroid camera. That, that, the Polaroid camera I have, the, the, uh, Polaroid's that, that small, but I don't think Polaroids were that... were back in style in 2002. In Argentina. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, but yeah, Gonzalo, we hope that you got your wallet. <laughs> I'm sure he did. I'm sure he got a little gift with it as well. But, but hey, that brings up something, too. If you... How many? That that's an idea. If you want to get backstage and meet the band, just throw your wallet on stage. Or say your name, and then you'll get to go get it after the show, and you'll get to go meet them. That's why haven't more people? Why didn't I think of this before? That could work. Or be like my friend Logan at Warp Tour, who lost his wallet. It somehow got in the the hands of less than Jake. Don't know how that happened. They called him like the next day. And said, "Dude, are you Logan? We got your wallet." And he's like, "Oh shit, it's less than Jake. What? It's Krista Makes or Roger, whoever it was." And he's like, "What the fuck do we do?" And less than Jake was his favorite band at the time, so you know they sent him his wallet back and sent him a signed picture, and it said, "Logan, wear a chain wallet next time." So, I mean, that's a cool. He's he's probably gonna hold. He, he's in a band called Big D in the Kids Table. I don't know if you've ever heard oh, yeah. of him before. Yeah, I have. Absolutely. Yeah, he plays trombone for them. So okay. uh, I'm sure that was some moment that he was thinking to himself, like, crap, like, I got to I gotta keep doing this, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's – I don't think he's the type to just throw his wallet on stage, but uh, it, it's a tactic. It's a tactic. But remember, there are assholes out there. Oh, sure. You could. How about a dummy wallet? Yeah, maybe you could do a dummy wallet. You could just mm-hmm. like put some fake credit cards or some old expired credit cards. Right. right. As long as it has like your ID, you can do like a student ID or something like that. As long as you can prove it's you. That's right. So yeah, you, you'll get a shout out from the stage. They're going to be bombarded with wallets from now on. More cheating tips on uh, our next episode on Patreon. <laughs> We're cheating at, at, at concerts and going backstage tips with, with Randy and John at 11. Uh, yeah, anyway, we're ending the show. And it's, uh, again, McCready says goodbye to this night as, as McCready does, melting the faces. And 
uh, it's so proper. You know, they, they take a couple minutes to look into the crowd and, and, you know, introduces everybody again, says their names, and, you know, they, they deserve the recognition on this night, and they take it in for as long as humanly possible. And I don't know if you noticed this, but Jeff walks over to Stone and gives him a little kiss on the cheek. And, you know, like, that's how you know, like, they're just, they, they live for this stuff. They love this stuff yeah. and they're doing it with their, with their best friends. So they, they know that they know this was a special show. Ex- they, yeah. they know what they just did. Exactly. So, uh, we know it's a special show too. So we're going to try and pick some moments from it. Um, do you have yours? Do you have to think about yours? I have them. I I wanna I wanna apologize to Alive and Black and do the evolution and rearview mirror, and I got shit and hail hail and wishlist and corduroy and even flow. <laughs> First off the bat, I'm I'm sorry, but my top three are daughter, release, and better man. Wow. Wow. It's so tough. It's impossible. Yeah, but like I don't feel bad leaving something like Daughter out. Even though it was a fantastic, like amazing version that you have to talk about. Uh, you know, I, I think Better Man is number three to me. And this is personal. This is personal. This is personal. <laughs> I okay. okay. This is this is personal. Better Man is three. Because, yeah, it's elevated to that level and it might be like a fucking phenomenal version of Better Man. We do get... One of the greatest ever. One of the greatest ever, which is saying a lot, but we do get a lot of really amazing versions of the song. I was really feeling hell hell in this show. I don't, like, I don't know if that could end up being an unpopular opinion here, but... I really, really love the, the the crowd singing along with it. You don't get that. You get a lot of that with Better Man and a lot of that with some yeah. of the other songs. But, like, some of the things that happen on Hell Hell are just things that you don't get from that song. Yeah, like I said, it's, it's a unique version. Considered to me to be a rarity because it's in the middle of the set and not where we're used to it being. Uh, number one is Rocking in the Free World. Because uh, I think Stone is the MVP of the show, and um, okay, yeah, yeah. this 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 was Stone's best moment. So uh, that I I will apologize to release and even flow, and uh, I'll apologize to daughter, and I'll even apologize to got some. I'll apologize to got some. Hmm. Rearview mirror. All right. Evolution animal. Just breathe. Black. Alive. Led better. I'll apologize to all those songs. So that's I left yeah. like three out, but yeah, yeah, that that that's the guy. Oh, uh, give it a fly too. I'll apologize, apologize and give it a fly because oh, that, you have to amazing, yeah. amazing. Uh, okay, uh, this won't take long. Give it, give it your number. Ten. Ten. Good, good deal. And I and I didn't expect that coming into it. I didn't know what I ex- was supposed to be expecting. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you see festival show and mm-hmm. you don't realize that. Festivals are completely different beasts down in South America, and you think like, oh, it's is it like a festival in Deluna, Florida? Well, no, it's not like that at all. People are probably into every single band that played that night, and yeah, and 
and you look to and like we said there's there's no lost dogs you know you don't really count yellow lead better um not a lot of like really rare songs but you do get deep cuts you get i got shit you get deep you get save you get in hiding you get lucan so it's it that that part of it is there yeah i it's it's a good recipe for a show like this that's for sure and it, they knew and, it. It, and it's unexpected there's curveballs thrown in and mm-hmm. like even flow at number two lucan at number three Hail, hail in the middle of the set. There are definitely moments yeah. that you'll go back to. They keep you off guard. Yeah. And I'll at some point, whenever I'm done, you know, listening to to all the bootlegs that I need to listen to before I die, I'll, I'll go back to this one because I'll just remember how good it was. Like that's there yeah, maybe, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll stream this one on the Discord. Yes. Tonight think, or tomorrow, maybe. Yeah, I think that's a phenomenal idea. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great idea. That's another another way to get you guys involved in the Discord that you're going to listen to this show in sometime in the near future. Okay, uh, that's all we have for this episode. Uh, before we go, just want to tell you guys that December 17th is going to be our Christmas party. We had a big, big turnout for the Secret Santa. Uh, about like 45 people or so. Awesome. That great thank you everybody for participating in that from patrons down to people that don't even listen to the show that were just interested in 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 doing something for the holidays like awesome and it's going to be a lot of fun you know we're going to exchange gifts we're going to listen to to goggle man's band and uh and yeah we're gonna we're just gonna have fun and i think end 2020 out on as positive a note as as we can yeah, it's a lot of fun. We're we're gonna be we're gonna have some fun, and I'm looking forward to it. Yep, looking forward to seeing everybody. Absolutely, Zoom Zoom on December seventeenth. Everybody is invited uh, and encouraged to come. And uh, yeah, it should it should be a very good time. Uh, next week, if you decide to come back for another show, uh, you are welcome to because you are welcome to come back every week. And uh, oh, thanks. I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, by the way, there's probably another show that you should listen to next week that we'll plug on next week's show, but we won't we won't say it now. We'll, right. we'll, we'll right. wait for it. Uh, next week is Costa Rica. So we're... The, the only rest- time they played Central America. Only time. That's kind of mm-hmm. crazy. Again, you know, we're going around the world and, and trying to get to all these places, and I haven't counted all the countries, but at the end, it's going to be somewhere near 40 that we've done all year. And uh, getting down to the nitty gritty of it, it's uh, the last ones, Costa Rica, Mexico, and Canada. And then that's it. That's the end of 2020. So, yeah. and they're all great shows. Uh, the Mexico show we're doing in 2003. Uh, and we're doing, we're closing the year. We're doing binaural, guys. Ooh, Toronto. It's going to be great. <laughs> Damn. So, yeah, uh, just stuff to look forward to. Stuff to look forward yep. to as we, uh, as we continue to try to grasp our reality and try to continue to wear masks and stay safe and uh, yeah. And just treat everybody as if it were your own precious life or your own family's precious life. So keep wearing your mask, keep social distancing as much as you can and uh, just be good to people. So thank you all for tuning in. This was a fantastic show. If you listen to it on the podcast and listen to us talk about it, go to YouTube and go on our Discord in the next couple of days, and we'll be playing it probably maybe making a 24-hour channel or something like that. But this is one to go back to. 
Thank you, everybody. This may be the end. We're here, but not for much longer. And although we may be parting ways, I miss you already, and I miss you always. We'll see you back next week for Costa Rica. Heal EB. It's a matter of time. Gracias, gracias. You sound beautiful. That's perfect. <laughs>